Welcome to the Uncrowned Podcast. This is your host, Joe Butis, or as any of my socials would like to call me, JB Motivation. This podcast solely pretty much goes over the mental, physical, spiritual, communal, and anything that has to do with a man's life. However, we do touch on other worldly topics because, in a sense, they all do affect men as a whole. Please enjoy the listen. Don't forget to like, share, follow, check out our merch site, get me on for coaching, or whatever else it may be. But other than that, enjoy the show, you sons of bitches. Oh, so what is the topic going to be for tonight's discussion? I don't know. So many different ones to choose from. I, you know, I gave you something to write down. You did, but... They just come. Unlike me. Right? I wish. You don't come? That's a problem. I'm going to get I, looked at. Right, maybe. No, I used to take forever. Now, now, I, now I got it down to that concentration. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. You'll I just fi- let it fly. You'll figure it out. Trend will do that too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I heard a trend is a, uh, it does something to you when you're, you're banging. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> definitely lets it's that. Trend See, I, I've heard mixed things. I've heard people get trend of like, oh, it stops working. And then, like, for me, it's the complete opposite, which is like, it doesn't ever go down. Ever. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. It's Decker that really fucks with everything. That's why I won't take it. Yeah, we don't want that. I took it once. It stopped working, and I'm like, oh, shit. It'll take a little bit to get out of the system, and then finally everything was good to go. But it kind of fucks with you a little bit. A little bit. You get big as shit, though, dude. Holy crap. I got so thick. If only sex wasn't an issue. <clears throat> yeah. Fortunately, it is. Mm-hmm. So what <sighs> can be the topic? Oh, what the hell were uh? <clears throat> what the hell were we talking about at dinner again? What's he on a pedestal? Oh yeah. We needed Jen for that one. She, that was all a female's perspective. Well, she was one of the very few that actually fucking understood and got it. She does, and she like recognizes it. Well, right, right, and it's kind of funny. That's actually apparently like the biggest hot topic now. Because I, I have you seen Andrew Tate and? All that shit be blowing up on social media and stuff. Andrew Tate's all over it. God, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. I just think it's funny, though, because he only he only addresses one, I guess, of the attributes of being a man, right? And that's not letting women emasculate you and just not... Just basically going off and doing your own thing, right? Being your own boss, your own leader, not necessarily being guided or influenced by anything else. And I just made a video on this today. It's like... Okay, cool. They're the start. They're they're the um, you know, finally getting guys to be like, oh, okay, I don't have to be afraid to say no or you know lose that chick or not give a fuck or whatever. But like, they're missing so many other attributes of what it like actually means to be a man. And I feel like guys are gonna miss out on that. Take whatever is like most popular or trending coming from him or Sneeko or whatever the fuck. Guys blowing up, telling guys to tell you know women that do them wrong to f off. They're just going to take that one little small attribute, take it, run with it, and call themselves, like, oh, I'm being a man. They're saying that uh, a lot of people listening to him, he's affecting relationships. And I don't think that he's ruining relationships. I think he's opening guys' eyes to the, uh, the imbalance in the relationships. Right? There's... I don't want to say that women have power or men have power, but I think there needs to be a, a balance in a relationship of 
of power between two. And that's I think that's what makes a strong relationship is that you respect each other and understand each other. And if you don't have that, there's an imbalance somewhere. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the man or the breadwinner or the woman, one of them has a power. And a lot of times it is the breadwinner. Right? Mm -hmm. Whoever whoever makes the most money makes all the decisions. And unfortunately it shouldn't be that way. Yep. A lot of cases it is. You know, I've, I've got a buddy and, and he says that all the time, you know, he's like, where would you be without me? And I've heard him say it multiple times to his wife. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a little fucked up. You know, because especially if you both agree, if you both agree that, you know, there's going to be a one breadwinner and then one's going to stay home or even if one outdoes the other, it, it's almost like uh, they, they go on like a power trip where it's like, oh, you can't do X, Y, and Z because I pay for everything. But it's like, I, I get that to an extent, right? If you have one partner that's paying for everything, there should be a certain level of degree of respect. Like, okay, I should respect what he asked me to do because he takes care of so much. Right. But you shouldn't cross that boundary to the point where it's almost like an abuse of power of, oh, no, you're stuck with me and you have to do everything I fucking say or do. It's not even that. It's even a lot of the financial decisions. What type of vacation, where you go to eat, you know, what kind of car you have, like they make the decision because they make the, you know, the majority of the money. Mm -hmm. And in their situation, she makes a really, really good salary. Uh, I mean, she's making like seventy thousand a year. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Plus she gets bonuses, Ooh. and he's he's in the like one twenty, one thirty. Okay. So yes, there is a significant difference in salaries, but she could do very well on her own with right. the salary that she has. Yeah. But you know, in my case, you know, in in my marriage when I was married. Um, you know, my ex would struggle with my job. Mm -hmm. She didn't like the fact that my job paid for 95% of our things. And I never threw that in her face. I was never one to be like, well, I make all the decisions because I spend all the money and I earn all the money. It was never like that. It was more like, do what you want to do and do what makes you happy. I don't care what it brings in as long as you're doing something mm -hmm. and you're going to contribute. I don't care if you just pay your cell phone bill and your gas. Right. You know, it didn't matter to me. But she wanted more. And that created a rift in our marriage because she wanted to open up her own business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it started actually becoming a problem because it wasn't bringing in anything. Right. And all of a sudden there was more of a focus like, well, maybe if I put more time and effort into my business, then it'll be, become more successful. And yes, in some cases, that is the truth. It, it, it does happen that way. You have to dedicate time. You have to reinvest into it. Mm -hmm. But then it, it started, you know, I, I was going to have to sacrifice my job. But my job was the only reason that she was able to even go into right, even start the opportunity of starting a business. Right. It's like, you know, without me, you wouldn't even have a business to, to go to because you wouldn't be able to afford your rent. You wouldn't be able to pay your utilities. You wouldn't have the gas or the groceries. And it became a very big point of contention, and I didn't want it to be, but when it, it started taking 40, 50 hours a week out of, you know, our time, and it wasn't bringing in any revenue, and, you know, the sacrifice was our relationship, honestly. Yeah. And it caused fights when I needed to pick up overtime, and, you know, when I work overtime, it's a 24-hour shift, you know, it's a thousand bucks. Yeah. Her business wasn't even making a thousand dollars a month profit. Yeah. You know, so it's like, well, why don't I do this one shift? Because it's going to bring in more money than you're bringing in in an entire month. Well, right, right. 
And when situations like that, it's an extreme give and take and requires, you know, a very mature level of communication and mutual respect at that. But there was no mutual respect. Mm -hmm. And that kind of sucked because I've always had that job. You know, I always had it. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I, I didn't want there to be any inequality because of income. Like, I never looked at it that way. I always looked at us as a team. And <clears throat> I felt like the household was a team effort. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you know, nowadays, ever you almost need to have two incomes. Yes. Just to get by. Yeah. And so there needs to be some sort of balance between, you know, between partners. And I think that, you know, uh, I don't remember who I was talking to, but they said that maybe, like, people should you know, figure out their total income, and then that's, that, that's how they split the bills. Mm. You know, maybe, you know, if I make, you know, 70000 and she makes 30000 and we have $100,000 combined, then she pays 30% of the expenses, and yeah. I pay 70% of the expenses. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, can, I can see, you know, a situation like that working out. Again, when it comes to cases like this, like, you guys really both have to be on the same page with everything. Because the way that I've always, you know, done things is, you know, by paying in areas, right? Like, we'll both, like, maybe split half the rent, but then you'll take care of the garbage and utilities, and then I'll take care of, you know, the food and the Wi-Fi and, you know, shenanigans. Yeah. You know, things like that. Split it, you know, maybe that way, because in certain cases, yes, it may weigh heavier on my end, but we all have our designated responsibilities. You know, it's not, you know, a set given amount. I think what definitely fucks up a lot of guys, too, is in, in the situations where the woman makes more than the guy. But even though, in my opinion, I'm, I'm older school and traditional, where, like, the guy is the head of the household. He is the leader. He is supposed to be the provider. Not necessarily the provider, because you can provide in a lot more different ways than simply just financial. But... It's the financial part that if a woman makes more than the guy, that there is such a, you know, a lack of respect that it almost emasculates the guy. And that's when the relationship truly, really goes to shit. You know, so, I mean, that's even something that I'm trying to instill in the relationship that I have now, you know, finally starting to really get back on my feet with everything is making sure that even though my partner now is kind of, she, she's helped me out a lot during, you know, my low time and I'm going to start climbing my way back up here soon, is making sure that I still have that level of respect that I had instilled since the beginning. Is that, okay, cool, I get it, even though I'm not as big as I used to be, or this, that, or the other, that there's still that level of respect of, no, I'm still the man of the house, and you're not just going to go free willy, do whatever the hell you want, just because, you know, you're working or paying or doing whatever. So that has definitely been um, you know, a learning curve of things. Yeah, and that's without kids. <laughs> then you right. throw kids into the mix, and then there's it's not just the, the work aspect, but then it's the parental aspect. And that's where I think even in relationships nowadays, it's like, well, you know, both parties want to contribute financially, but one person typically is going to be the primary breadwinner which means that they're going to work the most hours, mm -hmm. they're going to have the most time at their employer, and there has to be some sort of give and take when it comes to child care. And, you know, yeah, 
when I come home, and I, you know, when I was married, it was, well, here's here's your daughter. And I'm like, I just got off a 24-hour shift. I'm exhausted. Yep. Like, you got to give me a little a breathing room. You know, let me. And it was like, nope, she's yours now. I just had her for 24 hours. Yeah, it's almost like babysitting <clears throat> shifts. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's not exactly fair because, yeah, you were doing the parental role while I was being the provider. Now I have to come home and be the provider and the parental role. And it's just, it's exhausting. Dude, that, that's how it was when uh with my <clears throat> babe mama. So, I don't know if you even know the full story behind it, but I found out I was going to be a dad, uh, second semester senior year of high school, right? And we were off and on, huge bullshit, drama-filled situation, all the way up until damn near my son was born. You know, and obviously I didn't trust her to fuck for fucking shit. Um, so I got a paternity test right as that little man popped out, but he looks like a spitting image of me, so there's no <laughs> question about it now. But no kidding, he was born a week before I started college. So I had worked two jobs so I can get, you know, a, a more reliable car. Then I got um, us an apartment. I furnished the apartment. I took care of everything. And it, it came down to I would wake up at 4 or 5 a.m., <coughs> go to the gym before I started school, go to school, come back home, spend a little bit of time with him, then go to my work, close at work, then come back. And after all of that, same thing. It, here's your son. I don't feel good. I'm going to bed. Granted, one, why was he still even up at that time? But two, of all I, of all the hours that I was gone, I still had to take out the trash. I still had all the cooking, cleaning, everything for the, for the house. It was basically like she would just watch my son while I was away trying to take care of everything. And it got to the point where she ended up cheating on me with two other guys, one being her ex-boyfriend. And she put the blame on me saying, oh, it's your fault because you were never there and I wanted somebody to talk to. Well, somebody had to put a roof over the house. Someone had to put fucking food on the table. She had a job, but then she quit because of drama. Like, I don't... They, a lot of women nowadays want their cake and eat it too. And I have to say that very cautiously because I understand it's not all women, but it's definitely the ones that get plastered all over goddamn social media. Yeah. And people wonder why men are killing themselves more, they're more depressed, more suicidal shut up, don't talk, don't do anything, whatever, is because from an early age, we're taught that, okay, we go to school, get the education, okay, cool, then we get formal education, then we're pressured to finally get married, settle down, have kids, and basically be the provider, whatever, trying to emulate what, you know, our parents did, and that's what expected of us, and learn how to court and treat and attract, you know, a good woman that could be part of the good house, and all women do is basically, all they have to do is exist. I'm not saying that's what most want or that's what most do. I'm saying if need be, and they're somewhat physically attractive, that's all they have to do at that given moment. Then if they don't see it fit or there's a better option halfway down the line, they get to opt out, take half our shit and the kids, if they even want the kids at that, and then yeah. start over with the process with someone new. And as, as guys, we're simply just trying to do everything that we're taught however the system doesn't play it like that it's playing against us now so what we're taught it isn't applicable anymore yeah i mean i was raised to always respect women you never hit women you treat women like gold you treat them like queens you gotta buy them flowers you have to open the car door you have to open the door into the restaurant you know you always had to take care of the woman but you know what I never ever heard is 
how a woman should take care of a man. They did in the generation <laughs> before yours. Yeah. The generation before <clears throat> yours taught women how to cook, clean, take care of the house, take care of your man, all that shit. You know, I've never met a woman that can cook. Granted, I don't really care because I love cooking. I love being the chef in the relationship. I absolutely love, like, the kitchen's mine. I love cooking. Right. So it's like, it's never been an issue for me. But imagine if I was a guy that, you know, didn't know how to cook, but yet I've never met a woman that could cook. Well, now this generation, neither one knows how to cook. Well, no, no, <laughs> not at all. And, it, and then they wonder why everyone's getting fat and depressed and feeding their body with a bunch of bullshit, and that's a completely different rabbit hole. Yeah. But even my girl now, she gets insecure because I'll joke around about her making dinner, her being in the kitchen or whatever. She's like, I'm sorry, I never learned how to cook or I get insecure because that's your thing. And I'm like, honey, I'm just fucking around with you. I'm like, because lucky for you, you lucked out in a person that, like, if I really put my mind to a window culinary school, I could actually make something out of this if I wanted to. Yeah. But, no, you're absolutely right. It's like, the, that argument that everyone loves to talk about now is, what do you bring to the table? Yeah. That's the thing, you know, I look for in new relationships is, is you know, one, I learned from my previous relationship, my marriage, you know, it, we were together like 15 years. Yeah. And we were married for, I think, officially 11 of those. <clears throat> so that's a long time uh, to, to dedicate your life to somebody, to build, to grow. And now I'm starting over. And this time, you know, I have a little bit more baggage. I have a, a daughter to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have to I have to consider her, but I also have to consider myself. Because I, I also know that my daughter's going to grow up at, at some point. And then, you know... She needs a good, like, woman figure. Yeah, she needs a good female role model. And, you know, she has her mom. No. I, have, I have mixed reviews. <laughs> We're not going to say that yeah, publicly. I have, I have mixed reviews on the, uh, you know, what she can learn from her mom. But, you know, having a mother figure uh, that I could have in my home, mm -hmm. and then that person's probably going to have kids, too. So it's, a, it's the, the blending of two families, which... I mean, it's not mom, always a bad mom, thing. Yeah, it's not always a bad thing. My mom got, you know, yeah, speaking of kids. Right. Well, you need to try. Okay. 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 <laughs> go, to, go to sleep. I love you. Okay. All right, good night. Good night, sweetie. You want a hug? All right, hang on. Somebody lost her tooth today, so she oh. wants to make sure that the tooth fairy gets her tooth, which she left in my car. But, oh, nice. So I have to get it. And, well, I don't have to get it. I just got to make sure there's money under the pillow. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, like I was saying, you got to find that balance. And I could take care of myself. I, I have a really good job. I have good income. I well, have that's, what's, that's what's really funny because I've seen multiple videos of women being like, Oh, guys nowadays, they can't take care of themselves. They're messy, they're trashy, they're dirty, or whatever. I'm like, every guy that I've ever met knows how to cook, is clean as all hell, like, has a, has a good job fucking locked down. Yeah. Like, every guy that I've met, or that I've been friends with, which, granted, I hang out with the older crowd, and I, yeah. I don't really hang out with anyone below 30, but they're all self-sustaining, very well-taken-care-of guys. Yeah. It's, dude, I'm... I'm like blown away at how hard it is for me to find a relationship, but I'm not. <clears throat> I mean, yes, given today's climate, and, you know, it seems like 
either the woman is really interested in me or I'm really interested in the woman and I'm not finding that we're both interested at the same time, which is unfortunate. It happens, but you know, you just can't put pressure on it. But I want to find somebody who's, and this is because I learned this from my, my previous marriage, is, is going to look out for me as much as I'm going to look out for them. Like, I want that person to, you know, have a level of respect and loyalty and be able to, you know, be open-minded when there's issues and not just shut stuff down and be willing to come into my world as much as I would go into their world. You know what I mean? Not every, we're not going to be all, you know, my ex was big into yoga and meditation. It wasn't really my world, you know, and I was a big sports guy. And, you know, I love, you know, guns and shooting and, and playing sports and those kinds of things. And I wanted her to go to sports games and she wanted me to go to a yoga class. And I would go to her classes, but then she wouldn't go to my sports stuff. Right. You know, and it's like, well, that's not exactly a give and take. And you do yeah. it because the other person wants you to be there. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, if well, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing it. Right. It's all me, me, me. What can you do for yeah. me? Yeah. That's not good for me. I don't want that, so I'm not going to do it. Well, it's not about that. It's about the partnership. You do it because your partner wants you to be present in that situation. Right. They want to be able to share them. that experience. Yeah. They want to share it with you, and you should embrace that because they're giving you the opportunity. And it's like, you know, I could go to a game with my buddies and have a great fucking time. But if I invite you as my partner, my spouse, my girlfriend, whatever you are, you should want to do that. That should mean something, the fact that I invited you to something that, you know, I could do with my my buddies. I'm choosing you now to go to that. And you should, you know, embrace that. And just, it should be both ways. Fortunately, it's not, it doesn't happen that way. No, not too often. I mean, one one of the reasons why I've been kind of staying with my ex since we got back together is that you know she's been extremely supportive and really helpful as I'm trying to figure my way back and get back on my feet or everything which not a lot of women are willing to do so we already have that level of comfortability and everything already established but you know the fighting has gone down so much more and she's a lot more respective of you know trying to be there and support and everything like that and we're still working through a lot of stuff but it's the fact that there's a lot more good than bad, you know, is is hopeful, right? And especially because I've seen the, the dating scene nowadays, and it's like, well, I'd rather try to, you know, figure it out and make it work with one I've already invested a lot already into <laughs> yeah. than to try to start over and deal with all that fucking bullshit all fucking over again. Because holy crap, man. Yeah, none of us are perfect. None of us. We all have our flaws. We all have our make our mistakes. And it's, it's how you deal with that as a couple. It's how you embrace each other, help each other grow, be better people. Honestly, if you just, and this is for all fucking people, treat people with a level of decency. You know, it's really not that fucking hard. Oh, dude, with, with social media, it's damn near impossible. Like, one of the big things that I've been seeing all over social media now is basically bashing their partner. So I see a lot of videos of, you know, women recording their boyfriends or their husband being like, yo, what the fuck? What is he doing? He never helps out. Bashing him or videos of, you know, text message responses of, you know, stay toxic and all this shit. And it's like, is anyone really fucking genuine or their own person anymore? Because what would you do if social media didn't exist? 
Like, heaven forbid if you actually go and talk to them. Heaven forbid if you actually, like, have that line of communication of, like, oh, hey, these are the things that I'm kind of feeling or, you know, thinking or whatever. And one of the biggest things that I've told a lot of, even my clients and stuff, too, and it's an extremely important question that I don't understand why anyone seems to just kind of miss this mark, is every once in a while, I'll, I'll go up to her and I'll be like, hey, where do you feel like I'm not showing up enough in the relationship? Or what could I be doing more to make you actually feel more fulfilled in the relationship? Like, honestly, and be very genuine about it too and take it into consideration and then apply it. Because that's where a lot, like almost all the infidelity happens, all the, you know, the slow build of resentment in relationships is because there's something in that relationship where you are missing the mark and your partner does not feel fulfilled or whatever. And to an extent, it's not your fault if that person never brought it up to you being like, oh, hey, this is not, you know, I, this is not it. I'm not being fulfilled in this way. And if you have brought it up, a lot of times where I see uh, the person miss the mark and, you know, the way I see it with guys is that we don't say anything at all, right? We keep everything to ourselves. The way I see it miss with, you know, the women in the relationship is that their definition of, oh, I already told him or, or I brought it up or whatever is nagging or bitching guys aren't gonna fucking respond to that we're gonna tone you out and just be like yeah yeah okay whatever yeah because all i all i ever hear is okay she's just complaining again what can i do to shut her up and get it so she stops complaining again well sometimes they don't want us to fix the problem no <laughs> they just that and that's a that's a that's the differences between men and women we are problem solution people you know we hear a problem we we have a solution to fix it or we want to fix it right away and sometimes women just want to be heard. Well, right, but I think I think a big reason why relationships back then worked versus now, because I'm sure you never used to hear about this back then of like a husband just listening to his wife or whatever. Back then, women were adults and independent on their own, but then submissive in the relationship. It's not about necessarily knowing your place, but also respecting the partner's authority or job in the relationship so when an issue is brought up it's for the husband to listen and solve now dude all these women now all they do is fucking bitch and complain all the fucking bitch and complain and are just about everything and any little thing why they wonder why all of them are so fucking miserable with each other well you're complaining about everything but then when you're with your friends all you do is complain about each other or fucking gossip yeah. And then you're nice to the very people you're complaining and gossiping about. Yeah. And then they'll sit there and wonder why guys are so happy and content just doing your own thing or being amused or satisfied by the littlest of shit. Oh, probably because we're not fake negative assholes that just complain about any Tom, Dick, and Harry in life. Yeah. And that's not meant to, like, rag on women, but it's, it's just like a... A what the fuck are y'all doing and where the hell did y'all even get this from and why? Oh, and then the worst thing is when they use sex to manipulate you in the relationship. Oh, yeah, guys. <clears throat> the best piece of advice that will fucking save your ass in a relationship, out of relationship, is the ability to fucking say no. If she disrespects you or she is trying to use sex as, you know, a reward or for chores or whatever, and she tries to take that away... Don't let it fucking phase you. Don't care. And if you're really not feeling it, say no. You ever want to watch a woman get so damn heated and fucking offended and start just coming at you for every goddamn reason? Deny her sex. 
I've done it before. Dude, with my ex, and she they was freak out. She was Holy furious. Crap. She goes, "What do you mean, no?" I said, "I'm not feeling I'm exhausted. Like I had a long day at work, did a bunch of yard work, did this, did that, you know, all this stuff around the house. I'm tired, you know." And she's like, "Was just blown away that I said no to her. Like, like I have, yeah, I offended her." And well, then they can they can take it in a, a different role, like, "Oh, well, you don't find me attractive, you know." Who else are you seeing? Where else are you getting yeah. it from? Yeah. Who else are fucking? It, no. It, most of the time, we're going to tell you. Fucking tired. Yeah, dude, <laughs> you know? I don't think they understand. We're not fucking women. We won't beat around the bush. We won't try to sugarcoat shit. No. We're fucking tired. We're fucking tired. Yeah. There are some days, we're, okay, especially because we do majority of the work half the time. It's, I don't feel like putting in the effort. I've even told women before, I'm like, I don't feel like it. But hey, you want to go to town, ride me, whatever, get you off? cool i'm just gonna lay here i'm fucking exhausted i don't feel like doing it right now but i'm so horny so you know do your thing yeah there's been cases like that or it even gets to the point where it's like if it's not a woman that you're dating it's oh you're gay all <laughs> right i bet you're in the closet yeah so right. i knew you liked men i'm sorry i didn't know you had the holy grail of vagina and i should never not say no to you I think they fail to recognize that they have it so fucking easy. Whether they like to admit it or not, all they need to do is open up their legs, and if it's dry, you throw some lube on that bitch, and we can still make shit happen. <laughs> Guys, there are so many different mechanisms that have to go into play to get our shit working, and that's not even talking about hormonal stuff. We're talking about blood flow. We're talking about your physical health. We're talking about whether or not, you know, you have other psychological issues that might be going on. There are so many different yeah. things to make the mechanical function alone work that i feel like they fail to recognize that we have so many more moving parts quite literally yeah that it's not as easy of oh do you want to have sex okay sure oh look i'm hard now let's go <laughs> and dude women are built where they can have orgasm after orgasm after orgasm after orgasm we have a recovery period like when we orgasm it takes time uh, for our been, body there, to reset there's itself. been a few times where you just go back to back and it's still up but, I mean, that takes practice, buddy. I get it. Okay, Not all of us can. Okay. <laughs> Wait till you hit 40, fucker. Uh, <laughs> that shit don't work the same. Please. Yeah, don't worry. You'll see. It takes a little bit more time, you know, for that stuff to recover. We can't just go back to back to back to back. Not unless you got some pharmaceuticals in you. Mm -hmm. But even that takes a little bit of time. And, guys, don't, don't let women fool you. They are horny motherfuckers. Maybe not as horny as us, though we probably are able to control it a lot more. But... They want it damn near just as much. Yep. Especially as they get older. Dude, their sexual peak is in their mid-30s. No, their sexual market value peaks at 23 to 25 when they're able to birth easily. See, I thought the male peak was in their 20s. Nope, male peak is 34 to 35. Female peak is 23 to 25. That's why older men go for younger women and younger women go for older men. Why do you think it's so much harder for an older woman to go for a younger guy? Sexual market value is a lot different than their horniness, because that could vary from person to person. Uh, either way, sex should not be a bargaining chip in a relationship. It should be a way to express your level of intimacy between each other. No, and y'all motherfuckers need to start learning how to <clears throat> fuck more, because... A lot of unhappy marriages come from sexless marriages. Yeah. Oh, learn, how do we learn? Learn how your do, woman. 
How do we spice things up in the bedroom? Actually be fucking attracted to them. Actually pursue them. Pursue one another. <coughs> yeah, you can't just come home and be like, hey, give me pussy. And or hey, give me dick. Well, right, and it works <coughs> both ways, too. Yeah. I feel like it works more ways for guys than it does for girls, because, again, like I said, if a girl's not feeling it, guess what? Open up the legs, a little bit of loop, you're in. A girl can't just be like, all right, whip it out. Yeah. But no, no. It doesn't just grow. <laughs> and yeah, you gotta, you gotta, ladies, inspire me a little bit. Ladies, your, your, your boobs and pussy. Majority of the time, there are some times your man is feeling really good, but majority of the time, he needs a little bit of help too. If your guy has any sort of experience whatsoever, a pair of tits is not new to him. Flashing him is not going to instantly be like, oh, hey, look, pair of tits here, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Help him out. We're not 15 anymore. No. Can't just look at a set of boobs and be like, oh, look at that. And dude, I've had women get offended and be like, oh, you're not hard already? Even my girl now has been offended sometimes, like, oh, what, I don't turn you on? I'm like, you're literally just laying there. That's no offense to you, and I'm extremely attracted to you, don't get me wrong, but... And, of course, I can't say this out loud without offending her, and it yeah. turns into a huge fight, but I'm like, you're not... This ain't my first fucking rodeo. Yeah, especially when you've been in a relationship with that person for, you know, a year or more. It's like, well, I've been here, done that with you. You know, we can't just do this, you know, missionary traditional right it's, it's not it's not like the first time where all that That's, excitement's all yeah. built up you don't know what's gonna happen you don't know what it's gonna be like so you're you get hard for off like a first kiss yeah no so like, we've done this a time or two we know how the fucking routine goes but yeah guys want women to pursue them just as much as women want guys to always pursue them oh dude there was a lot of times where i wasn't pursued whatsoever every now and then i would get surprised but it wasn't very often. Most of the time, I was the one that had to initiate it, and it was you had to time it out, man. She didn't want to do it too early in the morning. She didn't want to do it too late at night. Dude, you want to always fucking irritates the shit out of me is they always seem to want to do it super fucking late at night, two, three o'clock in the morning, twelve, whatever. And by that time, I'm like, I'm, you gotta you gotta work at five a.m. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> it's, it's not even if you have work or not. At that point, it's like. I've already been up for fucking 18 hours. I am tired. I want to go to bed. And then they get all pissy. And it's like, woman, well, if you would have tried to start this shit like three fucking hours ago, we would be good. Yep. But I guess that's God's little sick, twisted trick or whatever. <laughs> His little sense of humor because guys' testosterone peaks, which means they're the most horny in yep. the morning. That's why we get morning wood. It's that spike of adrenaline. And cortisol and all that good shit that you know gets everything up and going. Then your dick goes, "Hi, good morning. How you doing?" And then women's hormonal peak or their <clears throat> most horniness peak or whatever you want to call it peaks at night. So we're never on the same page, really, one hundred percent. Yeah, in the morning, it's impressive. Right, you should take advantage of that sucker. Well, right, but a lot of times women don't always want to keep the lights off. Yeah. So if it's a morning, it's all right. We're going to be either fully clothed, fully covered, fully whatever. I'm going to face the other way and don't look at me. <laughs> like fucking a you gotta have some enthusiasm like there's nothing worse that's like all right just get it over with dude you want to see you that, oh, that'll oh drop yeah down. oh my god oh that's a boner killer right there just get it over with oh yeah that's what i want to do i just want to climb on top and get it over right no some fucking enthusiasm what one of the biggest fucking turnoffs for me dude is fucking attitude the moment you pull any attitude or whatever in the bedroom like a ugh or Come on, or what do you want? 
what what position hurry up already <clears throat> like immediately that I, I i've literally gotten soft in the middle of sex before and be like you know what i'm done but what why um because of all the times and places you choose to cop an attitude you choose now yeah that's annoying so fucking annoying you know they can't do anything fucking wrong right nope nope what do they say the power of the pussy Oh, the pussy in my ass. Every girl comes with a fucking vagina. And I know that's going to offend a lot of people, and I'm sure if my girlfriend ever fucking listened to this, she's going to get offended or whatever. <laughs> but that that's not it at all. What makes it special, what makes it, you know, unique, and what we absolutely love is not just your pussy. It's the intimacy and what we feel when we're having that connection. Every girl is a fucking pussy. Yeah. Not every pussy feels the same. And you don't even have to have the most perfect pussy. But if a guy loves having sex with you, it's not just for your pussy. It's how you make him feel in the bedroom and while you guys are having that connection. But they're going to take that little snippet and be like, oh, so you're saying I don't have the best pussy. Yeah, it's not about that. It's about the feeling. It's not about the physicality. Yep. It really is about how you make the guy feel. And a lot of that starts... Just how you make the girl feel. It works yeah. both ways. That's why guys with 8-inch dicks don't do it for a girl. But that one dude that makes her feel a certain kind of way with a 3-inch pecker makes her fucking come all over the place. Yeah. There's some girls that size matters, but for the most part, most women don't care about size. They care about how you use it, how you use your hands, your mouth. You know, it's there's a lot more to the, the woman than just the pussy. Oh, right. And it's, it's so funny when girls are like, oh, guys think it's trash, guys think it's this. Well, did you ever actually take the time to show him? And granted, I get it. There's a lot of guys in the, on the, the sexual marketplace right now that they just want to get their off and on their fucking way. So I get it. They didn't take the time to figure you out either. But you also can't blame him if you never told him. Yeah. You know, going right instead of left might make you tick when every other girl he dealt with right versus left might make her tick. I, it does. You have to be able to communicate. Communication in the bedroom of what you like, what you don't like, what you turn turn on are, what really gets you fucking going. That will take your your sex in the bedroom out of this fucking world. The girl knows. She knows what she likes. And she'll position her body. And if you pay attention to how she slides her hips, how she arches her back, how she turns or twists her body, moves a leg, if you pay attention to that, you'll recognize that she's trying to get you to hit a certain angle, a certain spot. It's because it feels good, and even a certain rhythm. When they say don't stop, that doesn't mean go faster, guys. <laughs> they want you to keep the tempo that you're at. Right. And I get it, some of us can't keep that tempo. <laughs> you know, I, I get it, there's guys out there that, hey, if I keep that tempo, this is gonna be over before, before it's over for her, and that happens. But that's where the communication comes in a relationship, because it's, it's all part of it, man. It's all part of it. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to learn each other, they have to communicate, you know, some guys are going to come quicker than their woman. You know, you have to have a level of communication, a level of understanding, respect, and that's what's going to build that level of intimacy. And, and really, it's it's going to help solidify the relationship because that is the big component. A lot of marriages that that end is because of the sexual sexual component of their relationship. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then you have wandering eyes. Yep. They start looking at other dudes, they start thinking about what it would be like to be with them. 
and, and now and, you're in a and, downward spiral. And right, don't don't get me wrong. I, I never condone cheating. I, I've had my fuck ups in the past. I've been fucked over in the past, right? But one, I never condone it. But two, you can't put the blame fully on the the cheater. Something had to have happened because it is a it's a cause and effect. There's something that had to have led to that point to have had that person feel that way to interact in those actions. Because I guarantee you a very fulfilled man or a very fulfilled woman in the relationship with good communication, good sex life, whatever, unless they're goddamn one of the richest people in the world, have that super high status, whatever the fuck, under all the right circumstances, they have no reason to cheat. They have no reason to even think about it. They are fully satisfied in the relationships. Their mind isn't even on whatever. What was that phrase that I heard the other day? Something about keep his belly full and his balls empty. Yeah, <laughs> belly full and his balls empty. Oh my god! It I, is not. I heard that. It, it is not that hard to satisfy guys. Yeah, keep his belly full and his balls empty, and he'll never stray. And it is a fucking truth. It doesn't take much to keep a guy satisfied. It really doesn't. But women nowadays, it's. You know, it's more about them. It's more about keeping them satisfied, and that's that's not how relationships should be. It should be keeping each other satisfied, keeping each other happy, working together, communicating. It, I mean, it also doesn't help either that with the rise of social media and everything, every other option is expendable at their fucking fingertips, and yeah. it is so much easier, whether they like to admit it or not, for girls to cheat than guys. One, they're way better at fucking hiding that shit. Yeah, they and they'll deny it straight <clears throat> to your face with tears in their fucking eyes. Like, how could you ever think I could do such a thing? Meanwhile, you're sitting there with screenshots of the fucking proof. Oh, and they'll, dude, they'll lie about it. Straight to your fucking face. Straight I've, I've had face. it happen. I'm like, I've, I've literally sat there with screenshot, <clears throat> screenshots of it, of the literal fucking proof. Like, no doubt that shit would hold up in fucking the court of law. And they'll sit there, ball their eyes out, and say, that's not what it looks like, or it's not my fault, or it's not what it is. <laughs> that's not what happened. Another dude could be on top of her, and she'd be like, he put his dick in me. I don't know what happened. Right. I, sl <laughs> I slipped and choked on his cock. <laughs> like, listen. Guys are fucking stupid. We're horrible at hiding that shit. So if she wants to catch you, and you're doing stupid shit, she's probably going to catch you eventually. Yeah. But I, I don't justify, I, I don't condone cheating whatsoever. I feel like... If you're even considering cheating, then you need to step away from the relationship altogether. Mm -hmm. I don't think if you're, if you have any level of respect for that other person, because you had to have loved them at some point to be in a relationship, to be married, to have an extended relationship, you know, yeah, things, things go south, things go bad. And, and even when they do cheat, they're, they're always, I feel bad. I still love you. Well, if you love me, then you would have never have done it. You put yourself in a situation that allowed you to cheat. If you had any level of respect for that person, you would never put yourself even in the situation to cheat. And that just says that they don't respect you. It says that, and I wish I had done this a long time ago, had just walking away from the situation, but I forgave her the first time she cheated, and it blew up in my face because she ended up doing it again. Because she never truly respected me the way that I should have been respected. Well, right, right. And I do believe that under, like, physical cheating, 100% no-go. 
you are out the fucking door. There's no fucking takesies, backsies on that shit. Like, because that takes a lot to physically cheat. That is a whole communication, setup, plan, output, whatever. Like, that is a whole fucking... Um, but in terms of, like, emotional cheating or flirting or whatever, it varies from situation to situation, but I feel like there definitely can be some sort of reconciliation if that person has a change of character, which changes their... They're basically their internal morals that they run off of that, you know, that relationship can be salvaged over time as long as both parties work on it. Yeah. And I say both parties because I know someone in there is going to be like, well, why should I work on it too when they're the one that fucking did me wrong? Well, it's because if you bring them back in, right, and you decide to allow them that opportunity to show you otherwise and to you know improve make things better over time build that trust back up you can't just sit there and continue to hold it over their head belittle them resent them beat them down because then while that other person is trying you're basically just continuing to kick them while they're down and give them that i don't, I don't know a good way to put it but you kind of see where i'm going with this but if you're going to allow someone that that chance don't continue to hold it over their head and bash it when they're showing you that they are genuinely trying to improve, fix, and rebuild things. Some things take time. What? You know, we're, we're, you know, we're creatures of habit as human beings. And ha- habits are hard to break. They are. Whether well, it's... don't say that because women say you can't judge their past. Well, you can judge a person's past, but you also have to be able to recognize what you've done and be able to correct it like you your past is your past like you what did you do with that information what have you done to change how you're going to approach the future you know and that's what i'm using my past to adjust how i approach relationships going forward i learned a lot of things from it a lot of bad things happen there's a lot of emotional damage but i'm not going to hold that against somebody in the future but is it going to make me more cautious? Sure. Am I going to be a little bit more timid in a relationship? Yes. In the initially, probably. But as things go on, I'm going to remember those lessons and use those to make sure that, one, it doesn't happen again, that I don't fall into that trap of you know being cheated on or I'll recognize those patterns or... Um, and obviously, you know, everyone has their own views when it comes to cheating. Like, oh, well, you know, you know, my ex has her version. I have my version, right? So she can justify what she wants. I have my feelings towards it. Everyone's going to have their own opinion. But <clears throat> I learned a lot from that situation. And I think you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to learn to be able to grow. You have to be able to change patterns. And those take time and you have to give that person the space and ability to change and help them recognize when they're repeating a bad behavior. Like, hey, you're doing that thing again. Oh, shit, I didn't recognize it. Because we don't. You know, we don't recognize when we have a certain mood or a certain facial expression or it takes time for us to reprogram ourselves not to do those things. You have to be patient with your partner. Yeah, recognize that they're trying. Yeah, I mean, my big thing is I don't recognize sometimes when I'm being a smartass. Sometimes, like, the comment just flies out of my mouth, and I'm like, oh, no, I was kind of a dick. Yeah, you don't have much of a filter, so. Yeah, no, that doesn't help either. But, I mean, just, like, 
with my partner. Like sometimes I, I'm like, yeah, no, you're you're right. I was kind of a fucking asshole. Like my bad. Yeah, but at the same time, like we also have a certain personality that makes us who we are. That you have to be willing to accept. Right. right. Yeah. If no. If you want a strong alpha male, you can't expect him to be submissive to you. Because he's not just a strong alpha male in the workplace; he's going to be a strong alpha male in the in the world. See, I, I'm not gonna lie. I and I hate to cut you <laughs> off on that. It was like I, I hate the term alpha male, beta male, whatever, because that only came about with the idea of social media and shit to make certain guys feel better about themselves that what they're doing is alpha and you know they're better than the betas. I, I like to go based off more of the actual um, psychology term of it of masculine and female. Right, if you're dating a man that is truly in his masculine, he's gonna want and expect a woman to be truly in her feminine. And if you're a more masculine woman, don't expect to get a guy that is that much more masculine because a guy doesn't want to fucking date himself. It's not that you're a bad bitch, you're a boss bitch, you're hard to handle, or ain't nobody can handle you. You're hard to love, or you know whatever. It's that. No, real men just don't want to put up with you because a lot of the times you have a fucking attitude or entitlement problem and we just won't put up with it. This yeah. shit's fucking not attractive. Yeah. Man, relationships are really complicated. <laughs> For no fucking reason nowadays either. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've complicated no... it. We've definitely complicated it. They could be simplified. But now we got everyone else's feelings in the fucking mix. And I'm, I'm 100% believer that social media is the fucking culprit for all of this shit. It's a huge culprit for a lot of things. I mean, dude, I can pull up an app right now. I could pull up five or six apps and, you know, I could find a, a date, you know, you know, for tomorrow. Or, And if I was in a relationship, you know how easy it is to hide, you know. It's And social media, I mean... If you look at, you know, all the women that are all over social media that do really well are the very attractive and their accounts, I mean, they blow up. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, you, you made fun of one of my TikToks today. And it was just about being from Illinois. But you know what's funny is, like, I have five comments, right? It's got, like, 2,500 views. If I was a 25-year-old woman and attractive... My 2,500 views would have 200 comments. What, wasn't that one that uh, you showed me way, way back when of the girl that posted herself saying, oh, I'm in Chicago or, you know, what? I think it was at, like, Wrigley State. It was, it was something stupid or whatever. And it was, like, thousands of fucking comments yeah. and likes and shit. Dude, I got, like, 50 likes, but, like... You know, it's like, oh, com comment your location. That girl had 200 dudes comment their locations. And I got, like, one person that mentioned, like, where they were. And you put no. <laughs> <laughs> but I already fucking know where you're at, so fuck off. But, but you no. know what I mean? It's it's crazy how, how we value physical appearance in society. And that girl be like, I'm a bad bitch. Oh, I fucking hate that term. I, oh my gosh. Fucking hate that. You are not a bad bitch. You're not. You know, and some of these girls that call themselves bad bitches, 
really are not bad bitches. They're really not the most attractive. They're really not the most intelligent. They really have no financial status whatsoever. You're not a bad bitch. You just think you are. And you and your friends, you guys are similar and you all think you're bad bitches. But when it comes to like a relationship and what you have to offer somebody, you have nothing of substance. See, it, it was really funny um, way back when I was at just kind of like a little house party with um, with my girl and she was talking with one of her coworkers who had just broke up with her boyfriend and it was like right before we were about to say goodbye and this girl was, oh, I'm a bad bitch, I don't need no man, I make my own money, this, that, the other. And my girl started to hype her up and I stopped them both and I, I, I go, I look at her and I'm like, shut up. I'm like, you are not a bad bitch. That is not attractive. And there's nothing of actual value that would make you a quote unquote bad bitch. My girl got super fucking embarrassed and was like, why the fuck would I say that if she wasn't a bad bitch? Why don't I just go and get a bad bitch? Because I'm like, any girl that fucking says that is a girl that I don't fucking want. Nope. I'm like, that's that's just that makes just as much sense as be, being like, oh, I'm an alpha male. <laughs> the I'm guys a, that say that I'm alpha male I'm are a, not the alpha male. I'm, I'm an alpha male. I got a big dick. No, if you have to say these things, <laughs> you're, not. you're definitely not. You shouldn't have to call. It's like me saying, oh, I'm humble. Yeah. No, certain things you don't label yourself as those are labels that are given to you if you're a bad bitch or an alpha or a masculine male or whatever the fuck you want the label to be that is because other people look at you and recognize what you truly are without saying a fucking word and they're like oh you're a bad bitch oh you're an alpha male you're a masculine male you're a boss you're a ceo like it is because other people recognize that's what you to be yep you don't just get to label yourself that you just come off as arrogant and annoying <laughs> and that's so fucking unattractive <laughs> it's so true i'm a bad bitch i don't need no man that's fine no man wants you yeah <clears throat> oh fuck i hate that term i'm a bad and bitch. it's so funny because all the women that are like i don't need a man i don't need a man's money i don't need a man's this they're the first women to fucking prove otherwise yep. they're the first ones to take their man's money over the internet for pics or info or whatever the fuck they're the first ones that you know, need help should something go wrong. And that's also the girl that thinks that she can use her pussy to get a man. But if you want a quality man, a guy that truly values things, the pussy is not what's going to get him to stay. <laughs> Gotta go dead now. BRB. Turn it back. Still getting used to the new school schedule. Ah. Uh, it was earlier bedtime she's not used to. That makes sense. Then she's really concerned about the tooth fairy. Nah. <clears throat> well, the tooth fairy can't come if she keeps waking up. Yep. I think we touched on a lot of good stuff today. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of. Basically, it's just every dynamic 
good, bad, and the ugly of dating right now. Dating and just relationships in general. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, one day on one of these podcasts, I'll share my my whole story of uh, what took place with my ex. And I think uh, your listeners would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> right, now <laughs> go into my stories, it. yeah. Yeah, you've heard it. But I mean, this is, this is not meant to discourage anyone from dating or trying to seek an individual whatsoever. It's just informative so that you can go about it the right way so I can stop getting messages of, oh, I'm completely destroyed, she hurt me, she broke me, she did this, she did that. To actually be able to go about it in the right way, in the right manner, and be able to conduct yourself in the right way so that this becomes lesser of an issue because you know what to look for, how to find out, how to go about it, and what exactly to do should certain situations come awry. Yeah, pick the right person the first time. You know, if you go on a couple dates and you're not getting all the things that, you know, we've talked about today, move on before you've, you know, invested a lot of your time and energy because that's something you can't get back. You can't get time back. You know, that's... Take the, take, you know, the things that we've talked about today, apply it in, in the dates, look for qualities in people that you... Right, not just the physicality. Yeah, don't... The physicality, attraction... See past the makeup, see past the tits. Yeah. See past the pussy. They all have one. And you know what? If you commit any kind of time into that girl, you're going to get the pussy. It's going to be there. She's going to give it to you because if... But it should be within the, the first... <laughs> at least one to... I say three tops. One to three dates? One to three dates. If she doesn't give it up within the first one to three dates... <laughs> She's holding off for absolutely no reason. You know, I'm okay if they don't give it up within the first, like, two dates. I think they're, they're, there's something of value there. Giving it up on the first date, eh, it's probably not going to work out, from my experience. Right, that, that's, a, that's a hit or miss. But if you're going an extended period of time where she's not giving it up, where you know for a fact that in her past she's giving it up to guys within the first 15 minutes and knowing them or some shit... Something ain't adding up. Either she fucking wants you or doesn't want you. And women know almost immediately whether or not they would want to fuck you. They do. And I'll tell you what, boys. It holds true. Jerk off before you go on a date. Yeah. <laughs> fucking get that out of the barrel. Yep. Get one out of the chamber because one of two things will help you here. One, if you hook up that night. You'll last longer. You'll last longer. All right. And number two, by draining your balls... A little bit. Post-nut clarity. The post-nut clarity. You will be able to think without thinking your, with your dick. You'll be able to use your brain to look at this woman and not just be like, fuck, she's so hot. She's so fucking sexy. Then you're looking at the physical traits. You mm -hmm. need to look at the emotional traits. What does she bring to you as a man? What can she bring to your family? What can she bring to the household? What can she bring to you long term? Because that's what it's about. It's about how you see yourself with this person long term and not for the immediate. The attraction part, yeah, it's going to be there. You're clearly attracted to her else you wouldn't have gone out with her. Yeah, you so probably just swiped right. Get that fucking post-nut clarity. Rub one out before you go out. And it's going to help you. And if you are not feeling it, right? <laughs> say you're physically attracted, but say she's just, she just ain't it. You can just say goodnight and walk the fuck away. You do not have to fuck her. You do not have to feel obligated to pay for her. You don't have to feel obligated to do jack shit. 
If you aren't feeling it, you are not obliged, obligated, whatever the fuck, to do anything for this random person that you do not know. Yeah. Just go home. Call your buddies. Be like, hey, that was not a good date. And just go go out, go somewhere else, call your boys up, or fuck, just go home. You've already rubbed one out. So go home, pop on a fucking movie, call it a night. So you and can't you win them all. You don't owe that person anything. There's nothing wrong with that. Not yeah. every person. I've always said this. That person wasn't for me. That's okay. You know, I'm not a bad looking guy. I mean, a woman may find me attractive. We already know, we've already seen me get drinks purchased for me and not you. By psychos. I'm, I mean, I don't, listen, you I don't know, give a, now you're getting into the semantics. I don't, I don't it, give but. a fuck. I'm not looking for drinks. I'm not looking for <laughs> shit. I just laughed when two psychos bought you drinks. Like, oh, not you. And I'm just like, like I fucking give a shit. You can have them. <laughs> well, I don't want them. <laughs> and I recognize boys right away. I said, it wasn't I, for me. I, I said in Doug's way. <clears throat> yeah. It was not for me, but... I can't have them, nor do I even want them in any way, shape, or form. You didn't want them, we sent them to Doug. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've gone on some dates, and I recognized right away that she was a beautiful woman. She was, you know, very attractive, but I was able to look past that. And uh, it's it's saved me from probably a lot of bad other dates. Waste uh, of time, money. Waste of time, waste of money, waste of energy. So... I'm a big advocate of the uh, the pre-nut date. You know, get that fucker out of there. What a lot of clarity that'll bring to the table. Does that guarantee you? There's some girls that you wouldn't have fucked had you had gotten that out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've made some of those mistakes where I didn't. And once I did that, you know, I, I, I busted my nut with that girl. I was like, I looked at her and I was like, ah, I <laughs> can't believe I fucking did that. Like, oh, sh- you can leave now. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to tell your buddies. No, you're like, because you know they're going to give you shit. Yeah, they're going to be like, you fucked that girl. And you're like, fuck, I did. And women don't lie. We all know you did the same shit. They do. They do. We all do it. You know, y'all get that post, post-orgasm clarity and you're like, fuck. Why did I do that? And before we end here, ladies, stop giving your men shit for any women that your man has slept with or dated in the fucking past. Like, he has any sort of control over it. He loves you now, and you're with him now, and he chose you for a fucking reason. Because if you expect him not to judge you on your past and not to say anything about the shit that you did during your whole phase, whatever the hell you want to call it, do not get on his ass over shit that he can't control anymore either. That'll save a lot of fucking arguments for absolutely no goddamn reason. <laughs> well, anyway, Mike will have to do this again soon. Always a pleasure to have you on. Absolutely. I'll probably record the outro a little later on, but other than that, man. Tune in next time. Good night, all. Good night, old man noises. <laughs>